0: Hello, and welcome to today's issue of Chapter by Chapter of Eye of the World. I am your host, Will Cowan, and with me, like always, Mr. Steve Haynes. Hello. (laughs) I I forgot how to introduce you there. I start out episodes very much the same way all the time. And even if you rehearse the beginnings of your episodes 100,000 times, Never gonna you're gonna be, f- you're, you're gonna, you are never going to be, you're going to, you're going to fuck up. You're going to fuck up nonstop. Doesn't matter. You're talking into a microphone. It's already a natural sort of kind of like speaking. You got to watch what you're saying. And like,
1: that's why here's a pro tip. You get rid of that microphone, replace it with a banana. Oh, all the stress and anxiety has gone. Oh, your sound quality has gone too, but hey, <laughs> you don't, you don't have a show then. <laughs> you can't have your cake and eat it too. Yeah, but what you can have is today's episode,
0: chapter seventeen of the Eye of the World. Watchers and hunters. Uh, so, if you were paying attention to uh, the episode that we did yesterday, uh, we just wrapped up the fact that Nynaeve, is she. She has joined our RPG party. She is now in there. Um, what would you say? She's is she kind of like a wizard type, like a little bit of a mage type, or something like that?
1: I'd, I'd throw her in mage at this point.
0: Yeah. Are they are they magical, or are they like more just kind of um unclear or, at this point i th- I b- kind of imagine them more as like herbalists, you know they're not really magical, but they can work with science in a in a magical way they know how to w- work different substances together. you know what I mean yeah an alchemist of sorts yeah, like an alchemist uh she has <clears throat> she has joined our r p g team, and uh it looks like she's going to be along for the. Uh, for the foreseeable future, because right now everybody's dancing. Chapter dance open. party, dance party, baby! Every good book, every good movie, every good video game needs a dance number, and we got it. <laughs> yes, every and fantasy I, one. Well, no, I agree with you. Everyone, every every single one. Star yeah. Wars had one. You know, we we there's there's a great there's a musical number in all of it, and Tom. He busts out that loot. And it's not like this is the first time this has happened. I mean, this is multiple (laughs) times now.
1: So much so that he plays, uh, one of the songs he plays is one of the songs he played earlier in the book. (laughs) The Great Hunt of the Horn. But the beauty about playing The Great Hunt of the Horn is you can just tell different stories about hunters.
0: Yeah. It's no set lyric in that one. You can just swap it out i i i I have completely missed this part did you is this real like is it like you can just replace hunters in this in this story or in this uh song yeah, they mentioned that that in, uh, in this chapter in this chapter yeah
1: i that he's f- that he's playing the great hunt of the horn again and uh but it's but it's different this time because he swapped out some of the tales ah, so it's a little bit
0: more uh I'm trying to make a joke about modern music because you made a black hole sun reference a couple episodes ago and it just hasn't i just haven't been able to think of a better joke you can't top it <laughs> you can't top it that was amazing anyways he's playing the hits and everybody's yeah. dancing and the thing that makes this episode, this chapter different is that they actually get into the dancing people are they, get in, they, they definitely yeah i mean this chapter is like all dancing <laughs> At least, fr- no, nah, like the first half is all dancing. First half is all dancing, yeah. And Rand just kind of like stumbling all over himself because he doesn't know how to dance with girls.
1: Yeah, and each partner that he gets, he has different reactions to.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Nynaeve kind of like helps him along. She, I don't think she like makes him feel bad or anything like that. She just kind of like, she more is guiding.
1: So they're doing one of these... Well, they're doing one of these, like, medieval dances you see in movies where they're all, the the girls are all coming to the guys, you know? The girls yeah, are all coming, they switch, they switch dance partners, and the girls yeah. all switch to the guys, and they do a little do-si-do, and then they switch off again.
0: You know that so, dance in A Knight's Tale? Oh, where yeah. All, it's that. Everyone not. knows exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> it's that. It's,
1: and so that's how he ends up dancing with Nynaeve. She just sort of gets thrust in there. Yeah. And he's definitely caught off guard with her. Well, because she's pissed off. Yeah, and he didn't even know that she danced though.
0: Yeah, because like uh, she didn't do this back in because NSF. dancing is
1: in this scenario. Dancing is also like like partying. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah. Like if you're doing the dance, like you're you're down to party. Yeah, yeah, and like when you're the wisdom of your town. Like you can't really party. There's like you have a you have an air of responsibility around you, so you can't dance. But out here, I think
1: they mentioned that she would never would have danced in Emmons Field.
0: Yeah, exactly. But out here, all bets are off, baby. She's dancing. She's twerking. She took she took her shoes off. Yep. She's jigging. She's jiving. She's Mm -hmm. drinking. She's getting some uh, bread and cheese in her. Big time. Things things are going off the rails. Oh yeah. And same and then, same with uh Moraine and Egwene. Like Rand actually like he hops from Moraine to Egwene to uh to Nynaeve. I can't remember like Moraine I think kind of like more or less kind of controlled that dance. I can't remember exactly. You probably remember better than I do. I think so. And I then
1: th- I think it went Nynaeve Egwene, Egwene Moraine that he danced with. Right. Yeah. And, and Egwene and- Egwene was the one that, like, he, with Nynaeve, he felt weird about it. Then Egwene came in and he felt a little bit more calm because he's known and danced with Egwene his whole life.
0: Right, because they were it's, both, they both grew up together.
1: Yeah, but still felt a little, a little weird about it because he's a shitty dancer. And then, and then more
0: Yeah? I think so. We're going to stick to that. <laughs> Sounds good. Um... And they and they just like it just it just parties. But during that time while they're partying, Rand looks off into the corner and he sees a kind of a hooded, scary looking character. Spooky face in the corner. Spooky face in the corner. Can't be ignored. He's he's got like a scar on his face or something. Like he looks He's got a scar going from like his right eye diagonally like
1: across his face down to down to his mouth on the left side.
0: If you ever see somebody like that in a bar, Looking at you, yeah, you're worry. gonna die. Well, <laughs> maybe you should talk to him. Um, maybe, yeah, maybe Ford he's your got...
1: bold, and it's always good for a good story if you don't die. And if you if die,
0: I mean you
1: you're dead. So yeah,
0: it's not your problem. Uh, so he kind of sees this person. He sees this person kind of like every once in a while, but he kind of he doesn't really register it in a way that like seems like a a warning. But mm-hmm. as the party is kind of la- uh wrapping up, uh Tom is on Don't Stop Believing, so you know that the 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 set's about to wrap up pretty soon. He as people are turning into bed, he overhears Matt and Lan talking and they and they are both talking about the guy with the the scar on his face. Scarface. Scarface. And he was like, "Okay, so it's not just me." And he's also thinking like I should probably go to bed too. But before I go to bed, I'm going to go into the kitchen. I'm going to get some milk. Does he eat some bread and cheese? Um, I think he does. He must eat a little bit of bread and cheese. Before we started this podcast, I mentioned to you that I had a bread and, treat, bread and cheese dream. Do you remember in a couple episodes ago when we were talking about like the bread and cheese dreams? Uh, y- yes. I had a bread and cheese dream.
1: <clears throat> well, enlighten me. Enlighten us all. Tell well, us the tale. Well,
0: I couldn't sleep one night. Like, this is like... Last week or two weeks ago. I feel like we should put a, a soft lute under this tail. <laughs> the, you know that lute that's in. Uh, oh, I'm thinking of a flute. There's a flute.
1: You're ruining and it. Just tell the tale.
0: A couple of weeks ago, I couldn't sleep, so I went to the kitchen and I was like, "Well, if it's good enough for Rand and those characters to eat some bread and cheese, it's good enough for me." I pulled out some bread. Fair I, logic. <laughs> I sliced some uh, slices of cheese. Put the bread. Put the cheese in between the slices of bread and just ate bread and cheese sandwich. I went to Mm. bed that night and like I had night sweats and I don't remember the dreams per se, but it was one of those ones like, Oh, I remember the dream. Yeah. Full of horror yeast and cheddar. Oh, oh my God! I was on a farm somewhere. I was seeing like ghosts in the background. Didn't help the fact that I watch a fuck ton of like ghost documentaries because I'm because I I can't help myself. But I, since then, no more cheese and bread before bed. Can't do that. So of Wait, course you think you're better than Ran and Ran. Uh, I know nah. that the the bread and cheese dreams aren't going to bring me any sort of like. Uh, you don't know that You might find out that you weren't even born in Canada <laughs> Oh god Oh no <laughs> What does a sword mean <laughs> um, Anyways Back to it He grabs his uh, sword Or grabs his milk I should say from the kitchen And he starts sit- drinking it and about to go to bed When he stopped Right, at the t- right on the stairway By a fucking mirror drawl Yes. Now, is it is it just me? Like, is the Scarface guy also the Mirror Drawl, or is the Scarface guy somebody else, and uh, and he might come back later? In the I story? took it as he's the Scarface guy.
1: But <clears throat> right before this, Lan, uh, Lan goes to the innkeep, And He tells him that there's a Scarface guy there, and he tells him, and then. Uh, the innkeep tells him that he's a
0: white cloak. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's right. like, He's like, don't worry, he's a white cloak. Yeah. If there's anything to worry about, like, it's that he's a he's a white cloak, but don't worry about it because, like, this is my inn. We're all having a good time. There's nothing to worry about.
1: Yeah. So I took that as a misdirect and then that he was the mirror draw, but maybe I'm wrong.
0: I mean, he could play back later because the mirror draw looks different. Like, mirror draws don't have eyes, they're pale. I don't know if it's part of their powers that they can shape shift like that. Or maybe they mm-hmm. can maybe they've got like a little like half mask that they put on that is their eyes. Or maybe he's just a white cloak. Maybe he's just a white white cloak. The Scarface, yeah. Anyways, Rand gets stopped on the stairway uh by this mirror drawl. And the mirror drawl is, is about to kill him, but then he stops himself and he's like, You belong to the Dark Lord, or I can't remember exactly what he, what he said, but he's like... He's
1: basically like, you have darkness in your blood.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if there's any... In, if you have any doubts that this guy is a main character now...
1: <laughs> he tells him that he belongs to the Great Lord of the
0: Dark. Yeah. That's what he says. So he doesn't kill him, but and he's like... And then he
1: like, do- sort of disappears down the hall into the shadows.
0: Well, he asks, like, where are your friends? Where are your friends? And I'll, I'll, I'll spare you tell me where your friends are. It was, I think it's kind of like a way to tempt Rand into doing something evil to like steer mm-hmm. him closer to that path, like to sell your friends out like that. Or maybe like it, it. it's not really like that at all. And he was just like, tell me where your friends are. I'll kill them. Come back for you. We'll get, we'll get out of here. Or maybe he I will think take it's,
1: I think it's like a, I think it's like a, like an emperor Palpatine given to your evil, given to your hate. Right,
0: right, right, right. And then Lan. land, shoots out of nowhere and then the Myrdral... out of nowhere
1: it just comes like ninja jumping down the stairs with a
0: yeah
1: his meardral radar went off his mirror yeah. radar oh yeah went, went buzzing and he came right running it and that's when the Drill did his
0: spooky disappearing act and <laughs> just Badda! into the shadows and he disappeared and as, right then land's like time to go now here's a question Big glass of milk before this
1: scene. This is a milk dream. Ooh. I, I w- mean, the fact that Lan came out so quickly makes me think it's not,
0: but <laughs> <laughs> it's suspect. Hey, look, like we all you get some crazy dreams if you have too much dairy in you. Let me tell you. Oh yeah. So Meraldroll disappears and Lan's like, we gotta go. He goes basically ran, rounds up everybody, and we're like, we got to get where the hell out going? of here. They, they know we're here. We got to go. And Moraine tells the innkeep, Master Fitch, that, like, don't don't be a hero. Tell them where we went. Tell them that we left in the night. Tell them, like, you are not worth... Yeah, tell them that there's a Drakkar flying around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. T- t- just tell, like, save your ass in this situation. And they all pack up their shit, and they get the hell out of there. Once they hit the road... They, uh, they reach the gate, and they're about to leave uh, through the gate when a couple of guards stop them. And they're like, we're under strict orders that we can't open this gate for anybody for coming in. And she's like, Marines like, well, that's for people coming in, but we're leaving, so there shouldn't be a problem. And just in that moment, just when things couldn't get any worse for our heroes, the Children of the Light, the group that Matt and Ran kind of uh, had a run-in with, A couple chapters ago, they show up around the corner and they're like, what is this? What are you guys doing here? And they're obviously already suspicious of Matt and Ran. And now that they see Moraine. Yeah. They're like. Yeah. Shit's on. Shit's on. And they're like. Is this the
1: Bornhold guy?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Dion or. uh, Bornhold. Born. I wrote down
1: the name Bornhold.
0: I think his name is Dane. Dane Bornhold. yeah, that's the bo- that's the that's the guy. He's the leader of the Children of the Light, and he's like, "You guys aren't going anywhere. You're coming with me. You guys are coming to this camp that we have north of here." Well, he thinks that they're dark friends. Well, that's the Children of Light thing. Like they think yeah. everybody's dark friends. Anybody well, like involved <laughs> with magic,
1: yeah, yeah they're, is, that's they're dark friends and they're up no good. They're Tenters. they're up no
0: good. Oh, and Moraine's like. I'm not going with you. We're not going anywhere with you. And he draws his sword and Moraine does this. She pulls her staff out and they clash together and flames or like sparks shoot out of the ends of the uh staff,
1: the staff. Yeah. The staff that they say should not be able to
0: block a sword. Oh, it blocks a sword. It knocks him back. Like he, it hits, yeah. he hits and then he like flies backwards. Yeah. And they're like, get her! We're gonna kill her. Yeah. And then just I mean, in that moment, where like, like there's a bunch of confusion going on, and lands like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Just in that moment, Moraine grows. Gigantamax is like a Pokemon. Oh my god! Oh my god! She's like twenty feet tall. I don't. They don't give like a uh, uh, a unit of measurement, but she's like as tall as the gate. Or but the they, buildings but around. They it. do
1: mention like the other half of the party is ahead of her. And yeah, she's she's still she's, behind, and they see her head poke over the top of the wall. I think she steps over the wall. I she think does. that's yeah, yeah. At first, they see her head poke, and then they see the rest of her growing, and then she just steps over it, and then in a blink of an eye, she's back to normal size again. Yeah, and they're all like, "Whoa, you were just giant," and she's like, "Was I? Was I? Was I really and they're dead like yet? Yeah?" And she's like. <laughs> Mm, was I though? And they're like, <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> For sure. And then she's yep. like, the eyes can play tricks on you with the moon and the light. And, you know, you ever <laughs> seen that front cover of Dark Side of the Moon? There's a beam of light going through there and it's shooting out in different directions.
0: Eyes play tricks. You don't know what you saw. And everybody's you like, you saw. everybody's like, that's the type of person that you hate. You know, the, yeah. yeah they're like, fuck off. I saw <laughs> Let's just move. All right, guys, someone,
1: Moraine wasn't huge. Yeah, anyways. anyways.
0: Uh and uh, they they're back on the Camelin Road and as they're walking away, they, they they see fire and flames in the background in the city. And they're like From where they just came, yeah. Yeah, from where they just came and it's like from what, what they can see, it's in the location of where the stag and lion is. And Yeah, and Moraine like, is like, Oh yeah, that's uh that's the end. That's the end. They're burning it.
1: We got to keep and moving. Then, and, then, and everyone's pissed. Nine Eve is pissed. Yeah. Who, like, what do you mean? Like, you don't give, you don't sound like you give a shit. She's yeah.
0: Like, well, she's like, I don't know. I don't. Well, well, they're like, should we go save them? And she's like, that could be, that could be what they want us to do is to go back there. And they're waiting for she, us.
1: Yeah. She's like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'll like send them some money and they can fix it up. And then that's good enough. And they continue to, uh, they continue down the road until they make camp. And that's it.
0: That's the end of this champer. Champ. Champer. This is the end yeah, of this champer. Pretty chapter. much,
1: there's some talk at the end that, like, they, like, Matt and, or, uh, yeah, like, Matt, Rand, and Perrin are talking about getting in the chapter. They're just, just kind of like talking about, like, they're all, like, they're all tired and they're all, like, they're, they're tired of being, uh, hunted. And, uh, they talk about how they will be safe in Tarvalon.
0: How long do which... you think th- they were on this for? on this journey now it's got to be like a month they've got to be mean, on the road yeah a month i or.
1: would say weeks
0: but it's, sometimes it's hard to gauge the time yeah but. well i mean it's like it's fantasy storytelling like it, it, certain like they they'll just like skip amount of time this book has been very good of like keeping events kind of happening right next to each other biff bang boom but there are a couple of chapters like earlier early on and i think in the next chapter that's coming up um where like a little bit of time is skipped over.
1: Um is it? Because I'm pretty sure they're still on the Camerland Road on the next one because
0: the chapter's called Cameron Road. But it's a big road. It's a real big road. It's a big road, man. Uh but we'll get into that into the next episode tomorrow. Uh called the Cameron Road. Chapter 18. Uh thank you all for listening, and we'll see you all tomorrow.